All right. Good morning, everyone. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Lord, I thank you again for another day you have provided for us. Thank you for all who are here and those who wish to be here but can't. Let us keep everyone in prayer and uplifted. In your precious name I ask, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, sis. God bless everyone. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. We're going to start reading in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. Proverbs. Proverbs 13 and 22. And our thought for today is living within your means. Mm. Because the Lord is saying, we don't need that much. Right. The question is, are you living within your means? Because the Lord says, we don't need that much. And I'll start reading verse 22. Proverbs 13, 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, mm-hmm. and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm going to replace the word man with people. So good people leaves an inheritance or provision for their grandchildren. That's This is what the scripture is saying. And so... How do we, as parents, leave something for our grandchildren? He didn't say your children. See, you're providing for the children right now. But how do you leave something for your grandchildren? And so this is what we're going to talk about today. The One of the main ways that we are able, you will be able to leave something for your grandchildren, is if you spend what you have wisely. If you use wisdom in your spending habits, what God has blessed you with now, there will be something left for the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so let's go to uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to read verse, verse, starting at verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 4. Amen. Are we there? Amen. Second Kings chapter four. Okay. Now, this is a widow woman who lost her husband, and there is a debt that needed to be paid, and the debtor is going to come and try to take away her son. And the Lord is dealing with me about uh, you, just because you have. A relationship with God doesn't automatically make you a good management of the affairs or a good steward over what he's given to you. Right. Second Kings chapter 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that my servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor has come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And so 
this is a widow who was married to a prophet, and the prophet, he knew the Lord, or he was God-fearing, and she says, my husband has passed away, but the creditor, the person that we owe, he's coming to take away my sons to pay off the debt. Or in other words, he wants to take my children to make them slaves. And so here's an example of someone who knew the Lord. The husband knew the Lord, but he left a debt. And now who's worried? His wife. And who can be sold? The children. And so I'm not saying the man wasn't a good man. He just wasn't wise with what God gave him. And obviously if the creditor, the creditor is the one who, is the lender. So he borrows something, and the person he borrowed from is coming to collect on the debt. Mm-hmm. So now, let's go on and read. He says, and Elijah the prophet, he said unto her, I'm in verse 2, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your handmaiden has not anything in the house except for a pot of oil. So the, the the scripture doesn't say if he bought a bunch of horses or had a lot of animals or he bought a fine card and had a expensive car. No, it doesn't say what he used that money for, but we understand when he left his wife, she said she didn't have anything in the house. So pretty much he left her penniless. And we want to be careful that when we leave here, we leave something to our children's children. Right. And the Lord was dealing with me about some of us have an insurance policy, and that's good, but your insurance policy may cover and give you a nice burial. But what about if you have a house note? Who's going to pay the house note? What what about if you still have a car note? What happens to that car? If your loved one can't afford that car note, if your loved one can't afford the mortgage, what happens to that? And so that's why we have to be more wise with our spending habits so that we will have something left to leave to our children's children. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. So the handmaiden said, she said to him, I don't have anything but a powder oil. We thank God for the oil. <laughs> the oil represented in her life something that was valuable. But she is worried because her and her husband it was something that happened. They borrowed, and they wasn't able to pay it back. And so I am thinking now, and I'm praying that you all, those that are on the line, those that are in here, be careful with your spending habits. We don't want to be wasteful. And just because right. God was, just because you can't afford something don't mean you need to buy it. Amen. So, so verse mm-hmm. 3 says, and then he says, this is the man of God says, go borrow from you vessels abroad of all your neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And so God is good. Good morning. We're in uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. I just read verse 1, 2, and, and now we're in verse 3. But isn't God amazing? Even though the husband didn't leave anything for the wife, you know, God always will come through for us. And so she still had neighbors that she can borrow, and obviously she had a good relationship with the neighbors, but God touched their heart, and we thank God for that. But still, if we're wasteful with the things that God has given to us, there are certain steps. If we're not wasteful, there are certain steps that we have been taking that we don't have to go down that route or that pathway if we are using more wisdom in our spending habits. Mm-hmm. So he said, 
Go borrow vessels abroad from all your neighbors, neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Get as many as you can. And when you are come in, you shall shut the door upon you and your sons and shall pour out unto all those vessels, and you shall set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. I'm in verse 5. Who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her sons, Bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stopped or stayed, or it ceased. Uh And verse 7 says, And when she came to the man of God, he said, Go sell the oil and pay off your what? Pay off the debt. That's the word for today. Are you paying off your debt or are you being wasteful with what God has given to you because you want more, more, more? Sell the oil and pay off your debt and you and your children, what? Live off the rest or you and your children live within your means. Mm -hmm. Are we living within our means? That's what the Lord wants us because we don't need that much. You may want it, but you don't need it. And once again, I said, just because you can buy something doesn't mean you should. Right. So we thank God that there was a remedy for her solution, but sometimes it's not going to be that easy. Sometimes you may not be able to call the pastor or the leader and say, my husband passed away. I have this debt. What am I going to do? There are so, so many people that are stressed out financially because they made the wrong decisions and bought something that they really didn't count up the cost. They didn't consider what it would take to maintain, to take care of, to sustain. And so it brings a lot of worry on the entire family. We started off with Proverbs 13:22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And we replace mm-hmm. the word man with people. Good people will leave something behind, not debt. We want to pay off the debt because the Lord is coming. We're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. And it doesn't matter how long before he returns, I'm going to be expiring one day. And I should be thinking about leaving something to my grandchildren. I should be thinking about more about them than myself. But you have a lot of people that they are seniors and they're getting older and what are they, they're still buying for themselves expensive things and they cannot take care of those things. It becomes too difficult when you get older. Either you have health issues or you don't have the ability, you don't have the strength, and then you just have more and more that you get because you want it, but it doesn't mean you should. And so my prayer is that we will be more wise with our spending habits and that we sell the oil and pay off our debt. <laughs> Amen. Any questions? Thank you, Lord God. I, I talked about us having insurance policies. I want to go over that because you may have a $10,000 insurance policy, and that's beautiful. It will give you a nice burial. But guess what? That $10,000 doesn't pay the, for the headstone. The headstone is a separate price. And also it costs to install the headstone. That's a separate price. And so these are things that if you didn't know, you're you're – you're not saving up for any. If you want a headstone, you need to put some money aside for your headstone. Otherwise, it becomes a burden for someone else who's taking care of your 
who's taking care of your affairs, now they have to kind of try to come up with the money for it. And what about if you have a mortgage? We've talked about that. What if you have a mortgage and then you have taxes? If you pass away and you have a house, what happens to your house if you pass away? If you haven't been wise and paying down on your debt? When your income tax check comes, when your stimulus check comes, you can take that money and add extra to the principal so it's less of a debt that you have remaining. We're not thinking about those those things. When the tax income people are already, they don't even have the taxes. They, they just have an appointment to get their taxes filed, and they're thinking about things that they're going to do. And do you know that a lot of people buy when they get their income tax checks? They buy cars. And they go out and buy a lot of expensive things, and they do not pay off their debt. And that's not being a good steward. That's being wasteful. And so we want to use wisdom and pay off the debt instead of getting into more debt that we will leave to our loved ones as we all of a sudden pass away. That's thinking more soberly about yourself and not being selfish. A lot of times we do, we take money from one area to invest in another, and we should be paying off the debt before you try to get or accumulate any other debt. And so I thought about even we lost our son. We didn't know that he was going to pass away. He had no life insurance. And, you know, there's GoFundMe. Someone started a GoFundMe page. Praise God for the GoFundMe because that was a blessing to help to pay for his funeral expenses. But Suppose we would have had things in order, we would not have had to have a GoFundMe. Thank God it was there. It helped. But, and that's what I'm saying, all of a sudden, and with COVID out, a lot of people are passing away. And because mm-hmm. now it's, it, it is something that with COVID, it brings a, a sense of, it makes you rethink about things. For, I'll say, the, the person who's thinking more soberly. With COVID, we're not to be afraid that it's going to overtake us because God is in control. If, mm-hmm. if, if God decides that you pass away from any germ, if you're thinking about when your mind thinks more soberly, you're not thinking about living on, continue on. You're thinking about, wow, my life is passing away. What can I do to put in order so that I'm not leaving such a great debt behind for my family? Any right. other questions? I, I, I cannot stress this so much. We don't need that much. We have so much in our homes. We don't need that much. But we think we do because of our mindset. And so God's word, you think about Jesus said, foxes have holes and birds have nests. What do you say? The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, he was saying he didn't have a permanent residence, and he knew that his ministry was three and a half years, but that's not the point. He, he could have got a mansion, but he didn't want it because he knew that everything on this earth was dissolving and passing away. He knew that Mm -hmm. there was a city called heaven, and he knew that in his father's house are many what? Mansions. So he wasn't wasn't concerned about all these things on the earth like we go after. He just wasn't. All right, let's move on. Thank you, Lord God. Yes. The Lord was dealing with me about how we are making multiple decisions without wisdom and we're just catering to ourselves and we are operating in ignorance more than self-control. All right, let's go on to 
Psalm chapter 37. We'll start at verse 30, verse 16. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 37. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 16. Now here the writer says, a little that a righteous man, man has is better than the richest of many wicked. You all see that? Yes. But we have so much. He said, a little is better, a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. And so we don't think we have enough. But we really have more than enough. And then he goes on to say, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken. I'm in verse 17. But the Lord upholdeth the the righteous. Yes. So when he he uses the word arms, he's talking about the stress. He's talking about the strength. We in Psalm chapter 37, I just read verse 16. The arms here is, is representative of the strength or his power. And so he says that the, Lord, the writer here is saying the strength or the power of the wicked is going to be broken or it's going to be. Really, we need to look at our finances and see where we're being wasteful so you can take some of that money and put it towards some more important things to chop off the debt. That's what God wants us to do. Pay off your debt and live with uh-huh. your needs. So he says, verse, verse 19, look what verse 19 says. If someone could read that. Uh-huh. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of fame they shall be satisfied. Hallelujah. So we are in the last days, and these times are very evil. If you don't see it, keep watching the news, and you'll see how, how all the things that's going on in this world. But he says they're not going to be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine because there's a time when the whole world will have and if that We're in that time now. COVID has caused a lot of people to lose their jobs, and they're struggling. And that's why the governor has government has give a stimulus check to stimulate the economy to give to give money and also to go out to spend but he says in the days of famine they're not going to be they're going to be satisfied in other words if you are if you manage your affairs and you are a good steward over what god has blessed you with when the time of famine happens it'll happen to the world but you will be okay you won't be affected in such a way where you have to go out and stand in the soup line. If you manage what you have, what God has given to you right now, it'll sustain you. And that's another thing that we don't think about. Now, the Lord says, don't lay up treasures on earth, but you are to be wise in your spending so that if something breaks, you will have the money set to the side to fix it. Yes. If you think about Joseph, God gave Pharaoh the dream, and Joseph interpreted that dream. Pharaoh didn't understand what the dream meant, meant but God gave Joseph the interpretation. He said, this is what you're going to do. He said, we're going to have seven years of plenteous, and in the plenteous years, what do you do? You take 5% and put it to the side for the time of the famine. 
And we're not doing that. We're not taking a fifth of what we have. But you know what we're doing? Well, some is not. <laughs> let, let me just slow down. Some of us, because the Lord, we owe the Lord a tithe, and the tithe is the tenth. Yeah. And we are the tithe to the Lord, and that's to help for the things in the ministry in the church. Okay? And then you should take 5% and put it to the side, for the time when you need something, something breaks down. But we're taking the 15% and buying and being wasteful with it. I just gave you 10% for the ties, 5% to set aside for an emergency, but that and that total is 15%. We're taking 15% and going out and buying something that we really don't need. Our thought for today is live within your means because we have more than enough. And God yeah. was dealing with me about that song, Jehovah Jireh, you are with me. You are more than enough. And he said, am I more than enough? Then why do you keep asking for more? If I'm really more than enough, if I'm really more, if I've given you what you asked for, I've given you what you needed, I've given you back things that you asked for that you really didn't need, and you're still asking for more because we're not satisfied. We're not satisfied. He should be enough for us. And what he says that we, what he has given to us, we should be satisfied until he determines because he knows what we need and when we need it, until he determines that, here, this is for you, and then a year later, I'm going, I got more for you. But let me see you manage what I've given to you for this 365 days. Let me see you be a good steward over that. And we're not being a good steward over the things that he's given to us. This is a new year, and every last one of us, if you work, you know how much you made for that whole year last year. Right. How many of us paid off debt, and how many of us got more debt? If you think about that, we talked about the refund check, the stimulus check, all of those things come, you get your paycheck. And all we're thinking about, I can't wait till Friday because in your mind, I'm going out to buy something else. And you should be thinking about paying off the debt. What about the student loan? I think they've deferred the interest. That's fine. Pay off the debt. God is commanding us to owe no man anything. You all know that scripture? He says, owe no man anything but love. That's the only thing we owe man is love. And the Bible says, the borrower becomes a slave or is a servant to the lender. Whoever lends mm. you money, you are a slave to that person until the debt is paid off. It's paid off. Mm-hmm. Before you arrive, we talked about the widow woman whose husband was a prophet, a man, a guy. He was God-fearing, but he left a debt. And we don't want to leave here and leave a burden on our family. I just can't stress that enough. And so let's, let's continue on to read. So he says, um, I'm in verse 20, Psalm 37, verse 20. So the wicked is going to perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lamb. And we know, do we eat fat? What do we do with fat? We throw it away. You cut the fat off your meat before you eat it, because fat is not good for the body. It's useless as far as consumption. And they shall consume into it says, let me slow down, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. 
shall they consume away. Here we go, verse 21. Someone could read that really loud. I read that first one. I said, oh, my God. It says the wicked, a person with a wicked heart will borrow and not pay back. Right. You don't think about those things, but that's in the word. So you may have intended when you sign your name for the house, the car, the clothes, the credit cards, a Walmart card, you may have intended to pay it back, and something could have happened. Now, something happened and you lose your job and you can't pay, that's a different story. But if God gives you the money to pay your light bill and you go and use it for something else, it's a problem. It is. <laughs> it's a problem. So he says, if you borrow and you don't pay back the one you borrow, he puts you in a, the writer is putting you in a class of the wicked. And even once again, though you intended on paying it back, when God bless you, even, even there are times when if you lose and you can't pay back and they write it off, when God bless you with some money, go back and pay off that debt because you still owe it. It's a debt that's still owed. And by the grace of God, if I get to the part, we owe Jesus our lives. He paid the debt for us. He was the ransom for us. He paid Mm -hmm. us. We owe him. We owe him. We owe him our lives. We owe him to worship him. We owe him to walk up right before him. We owe him to do good and do better and be the best. But we're not even practicing that. It's not in our minds to think about doing. We are just satisfied with the flow. And you shouldn't be. We have more than enough, but we still want more. Mm. Let's go to, uh, yes, we go on. Thank you, Lord God. So he says, verse 22, but such as be blessed of him shall what? There's an inheritance. Now, we started about the good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Here's that word inheritance again. The inheritance is the stuff. It's the property that God blessed you with. But if you don't maintain the property, don't pay for the property, then it becomes a debt to the person that's left behind. And so he says, such as be blessed of him, he's talking about the Lord, they're going to inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him is going to what? Be cut off or disconnected. Now look at what he says, verse 23. What do we have here? There's that word again, the good man. We replace the word man with people. The steps of good people are what? They are ordered by the Lord. And the Lord is not going to have you go out and get something and then not pay back. He's not going to, he doesn't operate that way. The steps of a good, and so we have that, please order my steps in your word. We want our steps ordered, but then when he give us instruction and tell us what to do, even on that contract, when you sign the contract and you say, I'm going to pay $200 on the first every month, that is instructions on what you to do, and you should keep your word and do that. And we're not even embodied in the smallest instructions. I work for a utility company, and people don't pay their bills. And once again, if you have the money, you should pay it. That should be your top priority. If you have the money, pay your bills. Pay the debt that you owe. 
That's yep, another problem yep. that people have. People procrastinate, and then they forget. And when you forget, guess what happens? If the due date expi- uh, passes, then what happens? They can tack on a what? A late fee. And I have- So we must exercise self-control and self-denial, and certain things can wait until the right time to get it. Because the Bible says the blessings of the Lord, that's Proverbs 10, 22. It, that blessing makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. We are adding sorrow on top of sorrow. I'm talking about layers of sorrow because of unwise decisions concerning money and concerning that paycheck, concerning the income tax refund. Layers and layers of debt is piling on top of because God has given us provision, and we don't use the money that he's given to us to do the right thing with it. But we want to ask him for more. We believe in him for a financial blessing. And the little that he gave us, we didn't even manage that. How in the world do you think you're going to get more? How? How do we think that he's going to give us more? We're not faithful over the little that he gave us. You all know the scripture, he who is faithful over little is what? We'll be faithful over the much. God's word is doesn't lie. It is the truth. And he's telling us about ourselves in his word. If you don't see yourself, I see myself. <laughs> when I read that scripture about the wicked borrows, they have no intentions of paying back. But we should have intentions to pay back. That should be our top priority. I can't wait to pay this off. That should be in our mind. I can't wait to pay this off. I'm talking about in, in a good way so that you can get out of the debt. And then once you get out of the debt, don't go back into debt. Amen. So let's move on. So let's um, let's go over to Psalm 112 and 5. Okay. The Lord is saying we really don't need all that extra stuff. But if we keep asking for it, you may get it, and then you'll be sorry that you got it. Some people keep asking for things, and they because they're not satisfied with what he's given to them, they want more, 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 and then what they don't realize they're bringing trouble, trouble, trouble to themselves. Psalms 112 is five. If someone could read that. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Hallelujah. Anybody else got a different version? We have not been good stewards over what God has given to us. We don't have nothing to lie on anybody. We still walk around trying to figure out how I can get more money to pay off my debt. A good man, he says, a good man, once again, good people, what? They show favor and they are able to lend. How are you able to lend? That's because you manage your affairs right and you have something put to the side. So if someone really needs help, you can help them, and it doesn't take away from your family. It doesn't take away right. from your life. You're still able to maintain because you did that which was right. And my husband, he has this, he has a saying, when he loans something to someone, he already has in his heart, he's giving it to them just in case. Even if they say they're going to pay it back, just in case something happens, they're not able to. When he releases it to them, it's gone. He's not looking for it back. And so that's mm. a good thought to have. So you're not walking around saying, he owed me $100. He owed me $10. 
I gave him $100 a year ago. He never pays that back. Release it because you had it to give. That was God blessing you, and God is going to bless you another way. If he's not able to pay it back, he'll bless you in another area. But we're not mad about it. We don't have nothing to loan anybody. We don't have anything put up for ourselves. Hi. You okay? We don't have anything put up for ourselves nor to loan to others. There's shame on us. Shame on us if someone really needed help. That's one of the ways that we could be a witness. If you knew uh-huh. your brother and sister had a need and you're able to and God touched your heart to bless them and you're not expecting anything in return from them, do you know the burden that when people, they, when a person can't pay their bill, light bill, gas bill, don't have gas money, and someone says, here, go fill up your tank, do you know the burden that's lifted off of a person because now their need is being met. Oh. And that's what the church is supposed to be, a distribution system. We're the, we're, we should be a distribution place for people to come to get. But because we're not faithful and giving to the church, the church doesn't. The church is barely hanging on. God, help us all. Yes. That's all. Our thought for today is live within your means because you have more than enough. All right, so we just read um, Psalms 112, verse 5. A good man shows favor and lenders, and listen to the second part. He will guide his affairs with discretion. We're not even using discretion with our affairs. Mm. We need the Holy Ghost to help us. Remember, we just read in Proverbs, the steps of a good man are what? If God is ordering your steps and you're really listening and obeying exactly what he's saying to do, you will use yes. discretion. You will exercise wisdom in the choices and decisions that you're making. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be perfect because God's way is perfect. And if you're listening to him and doing what he's said to do and the way he said to do it, it's going to come out okay. And mm-hmm. that's why he said, in your ways what? In all your ways what? In all your ways. And what will he do? He wants to direct our path, but we won't let him. We won't let him direct our path. Brother Williams, he wants to direct your path. (laughs) I'm going back to steps of a good man. What? His steps, he wants to guide us. Praise the Lord. Yes. I replace the word man with people. The steps of good people are ordered by the Lord. All right, let's turn over to um, 12, Proverbs 12 and 2. What is this? What do we say? We ha- um, someone can read, please. A good man obtains favor of the Lord, but a man of the wicked Hallelujah. We're talking about living within your means, but the writer here says, "A good man or good people, what they get favor? Don't you want God's favor? You know how you obtain God's favor by standing His will and doing, obeying, doing what He told you to do, and He told us." To be good stewards, right? Yes. He gave Adam the job. He gave 
He gave Adam a job in the garden. He gave man before Adam came. I'm going back to Genesis. He says the man to have dominion over the what? He gave us dominion. Pastor, you have dominion over the earth, over the fowls of the air, over the birds. You have dominion because God gave you dominion. And we're not using the power that he gave to us. You know what we're doing? We're yielding to our flesh and fleshly desires. And that's why we have too much. God knows our heart and our intention. We talked about borrowing and not paying back. And there are some who borrow and they're not able to pay back, but there are some who borrow when they don't have the intentions in their heart. They already know they're not going to pay it back. And because society is, well, the Bible says the love of money is the root of evil. Because that dealer out there or the bank, because they can get money, make money off of you and your purchase, they already know. They did the math. They already know. They looked at your finances and your expenses that you really can't afford that car. You really can't afford the house, but they're going to sell it to you anyway. They will sell it to you. They're not going to put on brakes because that's more money in their pocket. That's why we need to use wisdom. We need to ask the Lord to guide our feet. And we need to exercise self-control regarding purchases. Pastor, we talked about the refund check is coming, the stimulus check is coming, and people, we don't even have it, but we've already made up in our mind, I'm going to go out and buy this. Yes, and we should have in our mind, I'm going to pay off my student loan. I'm going to pay off my debt. Because you know what? They're robbing us with all the interest that they're charging. You know the That's interest. It. That's it. That interest is still coming. It's still being added. a lot of money off of us, and you will it will be very hard or a longer time to pay off the debt if you're only paying the minimum amount. And God will bless you with an overflow so you can take that and chop it off. Chop it down, chop it down. And it feels good to pay off something. Has anybody ever paid off something? It oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. We haven't even tapped into the spiritual benefits of being a good man and letting God order our steps and staying in his favor. We need grace and mercy. And that's why David says, surely, what's following me? Surely, yeah, come on now, because you need it to follow you. You need discretion in your affairs because without the Holy Ghost leading to God us, we're going to fall like that. It's more than making yeah. mistakes. Mm-hmm. You talk about disappointment and the enemy will beat you up about the decisions and things you've made because we just didn't obey. We just didn't do it his right way. Or we, we got out of favor of God. 
And if you mm-hmm. have some desire for something, even if, even if it's not wicked, do you know God will allow you to get it? And once again, when you get it, you see the trouble. Even relationships, sometimes we want that man or we want that woman or that girl. And when we get what we wanted, we realize what a terrible mis- mistake we've made. <laughs> it's so much regret. It's true. But God has given his word, us his word, and he's talking to us through his word so that we don't fall into the pits and traps that others are falling in. This is to help us. These are instructions to correct us. It says that the man of God, what? That we may be complete. It's in Timothy. He said all scripture mm-hmm. is given by inspiration. It is for doctrine, it's for reproof and correction, instruction in righteousness so we can stay on the right path. Our today is living within your means. Someone would like to read that? Ecclesiastes 2, chapter 26. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and mm-hmm. joy to a man who is good mm-hmm. in his sight. But to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that. He may give to him who is good before God. This is vanity, grasping for what? The wind. Mm-hmm. Can you catch the wind? No, we can't. Hallelujah. The wind will have an effect on you. You're going to blow one way or the other. Yeah. You look like you want to say something, Pastor. No, no, I'm just... Okay. Amen. So let's. I'm going to read um, I'm King Jay's version. It says, for God gives. And we don't think about God giving to us. <laughs> God is the one that gives to a man that which is good in his sight. We won't, we won't, we won't. We ask, we ask, we plead, we pray, we cry. But God knows what each and every one of us needs. My needs yes. are different from your needs. And he supplies mm-hmm. all of our needs. But we want more. Yes. And we are living above our means. And we talked about when your loved one leaves, you have leave so much debt behind. And we should not. We started off with Proverbs thirteen twenty two. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good man or good people, they pay off their debt while they are alive, so when they pass away, they leave something behind for their children. And it's not so hard for the children are not struggling because the one who, who, who sustained them is no longer there, but he put things in place, so now they're able to continue. Now, what they do with yeah. that stuff after they're gone, yeah. but I want to be in line with the word of God. I need to be leaving something behind for my children's children, not a debt. So he says, God is the one that gives to man, and God gives each and every one of us enough to sustain us. He does. Mm -hmm. Some of us work. Some of us are on Social Security. Some of us are retired. But it's still, if you live within your means, it is enough to take care of you. And if someone else needs help, you will. You'll be able to dip in and say, here, this is for you. You don't have to pay it back. That's all us working together and meeting the needs of others so that people who even don't worship God will know that he's real. When someone has a need, if someone is hungry and you tell them about the word, that's not satisfying the need. He gives to us so that we can be a blessing to others. 
But if you don't do the right thing with what he's blessed you with, you're not going to have anything to give anyone else. You're going to constantly ask for more, 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 more. He says he gives to a man that is good in his sight. My goodness is not the same as God's goodness. I see my deeds that I do, and they're good. But what is God saying about your deeds? Because he knows the intentions of your heart. When you gave it, he knows or he knew what you intended when you gave it to the person. So some people give to be seen or to be acknowledged, to be patted on the back. And God doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. God wants the glory. He deserves the glory. So he says he gives. God gives to a man that is good in his sight. Look at what he says, wisdom. He didn't say stuff. He didn't say cars and houses and land. Because without wisdom, and you got all that stuff, you're not going to do mm. anything. We need wisdom. Bible mm. says wisdom is the what? It's the principal thing. It's the main thing that we need. And so he says, and he says, thank you, Holy Ghost, the fear of the Lord is the what? The beginning yes. to fear and reverence the Lord starts with yes. starts with you reverencing and honoring the Lord. And if you really reverence the Lord, then you're not going to be wasteful with the thing that He's blessed you with. Yes, yes. Amen. Wisdom teaches you patience, and it teaches you to exercise self-control. Mm-hmm. And so, instead of going out on a whim and going and buying those things, wait a minute. Do I really need this? Because the Holy Spirit is telling us, talking to us, but we're not listening. And we just want more and 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 more. And all the time, everything we see, because the television, it's, it's showing us stuff that we can buy. The Internet is showing us things we can buy. There's billboards that's showing us things we can buy. Everywhere we go, the phone, you have apps. Every time you're on your phone, an ad pops up. And if you go to YouTube and you put, press the music before you can listen to the song you want and add Papa because they're trying to get you to buy, 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 but you're buying things that you don't need and you're being wasteful. Let's go back to the scripture. So he says, he gives wisdom and what else? Knowledge. Yes, there's a scripture that says, add to your and faith. And knowledge. Wow. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, add knowledge. And to knowledge, add temperance. And so all of these things are steps in the word of God that if we follow, he says you will not fail or you will not be disappointed or it won't Mm. be in vain, in other words. This is what he's saying. Is your living in vain? Are you living within your means? Because God wants us to. So he says he gives us knowledge and then, look, Solomon um, Solomon wrote. He wrote wisdom. He wrote knowledge. And then what comes next? Joy. Who wouldn't want joy? And you can say mm. the joy of the Lord is my strength because he will be and he is. But if you're not using wisdom in your finances, you know a lot of homes are broken. I'm going this way. A lot of homes are broken and a lot of relationships are so incredibly messed up is because of finances. In a lot of homes, mm-hmm. it's either you are mismanaging or you have so much and greed is causing you yeah. to be to lose and you just want, 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 want. 
because you can. We talked about just because you can buy something doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. Right. So he says joy, and a lot of us are not experiencing the joy that God has intended for us because of all of these things that we have. The bigger house you get, the more cleaning you have to do. The, the bigger your utility bill will be. And those are the things we're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Put it up. I'm going to um, I want to go back to this, this this last part. He says, but to the sinner he gives what? Trouble. Trouble. Trouble mm. on the one who does who are rule breakers. And so I my, my prayer is that that um, we stop being wasteful, that we are good stewards, that we follow and keep the Lord's commandments because they are not hard and they are grievous, and that we don't waste time spending time living above our means, but that we use this time that God gave us, use it wisely, redeeming the time, because we see the days are truly evil. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what we've been heard. Help us to to apply it to our lives. We thank you for all that you have done for us. Watch over and protect us and bring those that's on their way. Bring them here safely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Amen